0: Okay. Okay. Y- yeah. So I saw it this morning because I was almost gonna put I was almost gonna put a moratorium on uh, Fortnite because, <laughs> because we, we talked about it too much for a game that I've played once. Um, but then today with this Martin Luther King thing, yeah. Um, it is the strangest thing I've ever seen. So 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 you you logged in? Did you
1: did you see like did you see it? I just saw the announcement for it. I didn't jump in. I wish I had. I did not expect you to <laughs> to to bring it up. But um, yeah. So it's apparently like Time Magazine collaborated with them on this. It's like a it's like a a walkthrough of um Martin Luther King's famous speech, but it's apparently like alternate reality of some sort it's alternate reality in the
0: sense that there's a big old screen that's showing the speech in Fortnite and then so you have you have you have fucking Fortnite characters just in a field watching it uh-huh. and then like solemnly clapping <laughs> it is the most it is the strangest thing i've ever seen it is so bizarre um And then I think they might have recreated, like, the reflecting pool of the Washington Monument also. Okay. As, like, a separate thing. I don't think they made Fortnite Martin Luther King, like, cartoon Martin Luther King. I don't think they did that. Coming soon
1: to the item shop.
0: (laughs) Right. I don't think they did that. Because because you can't. You can't. Right? They couldn't. Because then you have a bunch of children going around shooting Martin Luther King. You can't do that. See, I was only thinking
1: the opposite. I wanna go as Martin Luther King gunning people down, but I didn't think of the opposite. No,
0: no, you can't. You can't do you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen so then but like they didn't show like all the fucking crossover skins I guess they just showed like the the Fortnite skins where they're more like people so like so you're gonna have Rick Sanchez and <laughs> Batman just 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 pretending to solemnly clap in a field watching I have a
1: dream I'm not gonna lie I kind of love it well, Like, what the fuck is this I kind of love it like what is this they've done like they've done like sort of social justice things in the past like I remember last summer they had a like a CNN town hall on like racism that was playing like for an entire weekend and like the in like one of theirs um, like game modes not in the actual battle royale but you could just like go and hang out and watch like a CNN town hall I, oh. but I, I appreciate but, it though because it's like you know trying to get good messages out But to, you're gonna
0: have these children like flossing <laughs>
1: During I have a dream what is this well I mean I would hope that the solemn clapping replaces any emotes I'm I'm hoping that you can't just like spam emotes during the whole thing
0: I don't I don't know I don't know because (laughs) that's just what they did in the in the video like the promo video okay yeah to hype up the hype up the Martin Luther King drop oh
1: so that's like a curated thing so it's probably anything goes once you get in there
0: probably like i didn't see, like i didn't see any weapons so i think they took away the weapons yes yes but like this this is this is weird this is weird stuff it is
1: <laughs> i'm into this is it though. weird
0: i think it's trending on twitter i have to see what they said like the the little explainer uh-huh the poor sap that has to write Okay, the announcement of Martin Luther King Jr. experience in Fortnite Creative, titled "March Through Time," has prompted some discussion. <laughs>
1: I almost want some to be discussion. like, I, I almost want to be like, can we just like pause recording and just jump on this real quick?
0: Oh god! <laughs> oh my god!
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. It's a cool thing. Is it? At least the intentions of it.
0: What, 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 what is the intention? Just so you know.
1: I don't know what they're intending. I mean, it's Martin Luther King. It's, you know, what, you know, why wouldn't you want to have Martin Luther King giving a speech You don't need to have, like... (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I'm just surprised that this is, like... I assumed when I saw this that this was something that they did a while back, and they just brought it back for people who missed it, because there was, like, no...
0: For everybody that missed... For everybody that missed... Anybody that wasn't there... You can... (laughs)
1: Well there was like no there was no build up to this. I mean they announced a freaking Samsung Galaxy. <laughs>
0: did you did you want a did you want a long hype cycle <laughs> for the Martin Luther king drop? Sure, why not? It's,
1: there was like a they announced like a Samsung tournament yesterday. Like I figured that would be the next thing and and, and all of a sudden you have this pop up. I'm definitely it's I'm the definitely the most ambitious crossover. I'm 100% going on this later. Ah. Uh.
0: God, it's a march through history. so what's next is the JFK oh you to think it's gonna be mull? like a
1: like a series
0: <laughs> apparently
1: that's what that's the impression I get Mm-hmm.
0: muddy muddy boss tones
1: yeah cause like Fortnite has like a whole creative um whole creative this is creative I'll give him that oh no no, no. I'm saying they have like a this whole this is creative <laughs> they have a whole creative section where people just make like all different types of like game modes. And some of them include just like walkthroughs and like, you know, yeah, stuff like that. So this, this kind of fits with that sort of thing, but I mean, Fortnite's whole thing is that any, anything and anyone can be in it, you know, and it it just, it's all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone. So
0: (laughs) apparently anyone. (laughs) Oh my God god is next month gonna be the 9-11 uh 20th anniversary remembrance um I
1: don't even know like that, They, in our, they in could. Our, in our march through time they could I could see that honestly
0: time keeps on slipping slipping, slipping. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what the fuck that okay all right um this this I I put this in as like what the fuck is this because I saw it today because this just happened today mm-hmm. um and it's it's already derailed yeah <laughs> it already um hey what's up it's the dead and road show hello uh, we we it's Bill and Ian we had we have lots of things planned and then Fortnite decided to put Martin Luther King in their game
1: um not coming to the item shop as we've realized. <laughs> i don't
0: think at least i don't think so but who the fuck you can't you can't No, you can't do that we can't. you can't um so yeah we got some segments i got a new segment coming up a little later uh that i'm excited to try out we'll see how it goes um first up um th- this is your jam uh we're gonna be starting uh a new. Uh, why don't Why do you take it from here? Because this is your. Okay.
1: Um, well, the the one issue is that I haven't really come up with a name for it. That that hasn't stopped us in the past. No, it hasn't. Because um, one thing that came to mind was, um, well, all right. Let me just explain what it is first. So, yeah. uh, we're recording this in late August, but um, I'm I'm ready for Halloween. I'm always ready for Halloween, but but especially like. So, what I've been doing the past couple of years is I, I watch a lot of, like, horror and, like, Halloween stuff, like, movies and shows and stuff all throughout September and October. I do a full, a full 60 days. A lot of people do 30, but I do 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I figured, you know, it would be cool if we, uh, throughout the next two months, uh, chose some sort of, like, horror or Halloween... A theme piece of, of media like film or show. I don't want to. I don't want to make it um, just film in case we come up with like something else later on. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. But we basically we would do like one selection every week for the next two months. Um, we would announce it the episode prior so that anybody listening, if they want to, you know, check that thing out and then come back for the next episode where we talk about it. Mm-hmm. um and this would all be leading up to you know Halloween October 31st so we would yeah we would start next week uh every week we would have a different piece of uh of media mostly movies right like it's it's mostly gonna be movies
0: i I think that'd be easiest yeah yeah, yeah. um like if it's a show that that might be difficult to cram into a week definitely Depen- yeah d- depending depending but well like, I was yeah.
1: thinking like just just here um I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe if you wanted to do, like, a like a stream of, like, a horror game, maybe sometime in, like, sure. October or something, we could announce that ahead of time and have that be, like, one of the weekly things. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, like, the gist of it. Um, I'm not saying specifically horror because the first selection that I want to propose for next week's show is not technically a horror movie. It's it's really not at all a horror movie, but I think it fits with the theme. Okay. And that is uh, David Lowry's A Ghost Story. Oh, okay. Have you, have you seen it? Uh, no,
0: I've had it downloaded for, like, years at this point. Perfect. But I have not watched it yet, so yeah.
1: I figured it fits with the theme, and we will also be discussing another David Lowry film later on in this episode.
0: Yeah. Perfect. So
1: yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing for next week. Um, and also, this this is good because it's uh, it's available on Netflix in the US. Yeah, so yeah. so widely available. Um, this is a ghost story on Netflix. We'll be talking about it next week. That's our first week of the Halloween countdown. I guess. I mean, the one the one name, and I feel like this is probably appropriation, and we shouldn't use it. But I had like Days of the Dead was going to be my title of it uh probably probably not great, right? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so it's like I don't know, Countdown to Halloween or 60 days of Halloween or something like that. We'll we'll figure out a title. We'll we'll we'll, we'll
0: think of something. Yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, I just wanted to get that uh, out there um cuz by the time this episode comes out, it will somehow be September.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've already seen Halloween commercials. So
1: that Yeah, and the, the pumpkin sp- <laughs> the pumpkin spice is is at Starbucks. So I feel like I feel sure. like this is this is reasonable.
0: Yeah, that's the official uh, signifier. Under capitalism,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um So yeah, we'll be doing that. Yeah. Um if you like horror and Halloween, definitely stay tuned throughout the next 2 months because we're doing that every week.
0: Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Um so last week we introduced another new segment where i attempt to uh tell the future um <laughs> so, so so i was doing i was doing it wrong um i was not factoring in uh inverted cards at all okay um so that might be why some cards were like what that doesn't really make sense and doesn't fit with what was just happening. Um, it's because they might have been inverted and I was just flipping them upside down or right side up I guess so I could read it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and see what the card was uh, and so I was not factoring that into the reading so that might have affected uh, what was going on. So uh, so the, uh, that's something I have to keep in mind for, you know so that might have explained why some things didn't uh, make sense. Okay um so yeah so let's let's give that a shot again um i came up with a name for it um i'm calling it not in the cards i think that's kind of clever yeah that's but... a good one
1: okay thank you, you. you should really yeah you come um, up with the names on the show because that, that seems to work <laughs> <best>. <laughs>
0: um so yeah let's try that again and uh last week you challenged me to do something personal mm-hmm. um And there was a spread, I I forgot to put it in the goddamn notes, but there was a spread that is like, um, it's kind of horoscopy, um, find it like immediately.
1: So I'm not entirely Um, sure what you have plans, um, definitely do uh those things first, but I did come up with a couple of questions, uh, of my own this week. Okay, good. Um,
0: okay, oh yeah, the Jungian archetypes, okay, this is what I was gonna do. Um... So I'm a big fan of Mr. Carl, uh, Young. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about him quite a bit. Um, his, uh, theory of synchronicity, I think I mentioned, um, on a previous show. It's a good conversation uh,
1: starter.
0: Sure. Of course it is. Yeah. I'm always, <laughs> chicks love it. <laughs> um, and I'm always uh, mentioning the collective unconscious, and um, his his work with archetypes uh, is sort of the foundation of. Um, uh, I'm gonna say it again, but you're gonna roll your eyes. Uh, it's the foundation of like persona and. Uh, no, I expect it. I fully <laughs> and, expect it. And yeah, and uh, basically tarot is like looking at archetypes and sort of sifting through them Mm -hmm. uh so i feel like this fits really well so let's go into a um archetype spread here this is a five card spread um so we will be going through five Jungian archetypes for me and maybe we could do this for you as well if you're interested cool um so this is sort of i have to make room i gotta move my keyboard out of the way um So I sort of make, like, an X pattern with the cards here on my desk. Um, So I'm going to find my persona, which is how am I being perceived? What do others think about me? And how does that affect the situation? Uh, My shadow, like, what is um, sort of the hidden aspect of the persona? Uh, This says, what am I ashamed of? What I want to hide, not acknowledge? That's sort of taking it dramatically. the anima is sort of like the uh, the feminine aspect of the soul. Um, the animus, which is the more masculine part of the soul, and then the fifth card should be the self, and this is sort of the um, the, the the true self, the the heart of hearts. Okay. Um. So let's uh, let's give this a shot here. Um. I did shuffle rigorously for the show, good to but hear. I'm going to do one, one shuffle, once again, just so we don't get a bunch of cards from the same arcana again. Um.
1: That sounded like a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have like pretty small hands, and the cards they're they're bigger than playing cards, so uh, I have to like really like focus when I do it. <laughs> All right. Um. This is the first card, so this is my persona. All right, this is the Ten of Cups, and now I'm going to be using a different um, interpretation of the uh, the cards here because I was not very happy with the um, the 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 one that came with this deck was pretty goofy, as we uh, found out last week. Right. So I found a different um, sort of interpretations for these. Okay. Um, so this is the Ten of Cups Alright, so this is an upright Ten of Cups So this is uh, Friendship, happiness, and life Let me get the full uh, Celebration and abundance in families uh, Mending and fixing of broken affairs uh, Brought by jealousy, anger, and other negative feelings Hmm Represents troubled and anxious emotions being fixed and settled as time goes by. Uh, Sense of satisfaction and fulfillment when all these issues are resolved.
1: Um, Hmm. Anything uh, standing out for you there?
0: So if this is my persona, this is what I sort of put out to the rest of the world so you're, um, you're like
1: a mender of relationships
0: yeah yeah i could see that um people people tend to come to me with their problems a lot for some reason mm-hmm. despite me being a sort of wreck of a person <laughs> <laughs> um And I don't know why, I think it's because I put on like a front of being a very, uh, like calm, uh, like well adjusted. I, I suppose, uh, even though I'm an anxiety riddled mess, (laughs) but like, I sort of like don't project myself that way. Right. Um, so I can, I can see that. Okay. Um, Okay, let's see. Card two is going to be the shadow. So this is the the sort of the dual side of the persona. What what is what I'm hiding? Oh, this is this is this that. is the T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, basically. We're
1: getting
0: the T here. Okay, the Queen of Wands, and this is also upright. Fondness, attraction, command. A sign of a person that integrates teamwork and camaraderie into all of his affairs. There's no eye in team. Uh, an individual constantly supports and motivates other people to always do their best in everything they do. It is blooming with positive energy and optimism. With the appearance of a black cat on her feet, she seems to have a dark and negative side. This is closely linked to witchcraft, black magic, and enchantment.
1: Alright, here we go.
0: Okay, okay. With regards to your finances, it would be better to stay strong and aggressive with your financial decisions. Um, Driven by blazing passion and desire to accomplish and complete the many plans and goals you have set for yourself. Okay. Sympathetic towards others and willing to extend your helping hands when it is needed.
1: Okay. So... So these are all things that you are are hiding from the world. Um, it's it's not
0: it's like what I'm not um, necessarily uh, projecting or
1: what I don't want to be seen. Oh, okay, um, okay. So you're like secretly capable of all these things.
0: Yeah, it's what I don't. It's what I don't want to acknowledge. Ah, uh, okay.
1: But it's all like positive stuff. Uh, potentially I mean I guess witchcraft is debatable yeah but I I would Um, view that as like a
0: positive sure sure depends on who you ask I guess yeah
1: you do have a cat
0: I do have a cat yeah (laughs) um hmm interesting okay so card 3 is the feminine aspect of my soul Mm mm-hmm Let's see what that's gonna give me. Okay, I think this is the first major arcana we've gotten. This is the sun. Whoa. I think that's late, like pretty late in the um, the major arcana um, sort of are. The, they're a progression of basically the hero's journey. Um and it's the journey of the fool all the way through, uh... basically a, a journey of self-fulfillment all the way until you, um... get to the world card, and that is sort of uh, self-actualization.
1: I didn't know we were already on to our Green Knight discussion.
0: Uh, y- yeah, uh, yeah, um... This, this is actually pretty apt, because if you remember the one scene... um... Whenever he's with uh, the Lord Mm -hmm. and the Lord's wife is playing with some cards.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. I was going to bring that up. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, Let's see. The sun. This is also upright. Uh, Accomplishment, success, love, joy, satisfaction. With its bright and gleaming light, the sun is a positive symbolism that everything is turning out very well. Its presence is a great indication that you are radiantly shining amidst the negative surrounding you and that has influenced others to be hopeful and optimistic towards life's challenges. Okay. Hmm.
1: So you are the lights.
0: Well, this is this is the, like my feminine aspect and I I don't think I'm a very feminine you know.
1: I mean everybody is to a degree, right? Like it's a
0: no, of course. No, 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 of, of, of course. But I'm saying, like, in, in, in uh,
1: you know, like... So you're, you're saying that this doesn't take up a very large, um, portion of your, your being?
0: Yeah, I would say this is, I'd say this is diminished. Okay. Like, compared to the rest. For me, at least. This might, this will be higher than maybe some, somebody else. Sure. Um, yeah, um... Bring you blessings, abundant graces, and success. Beautiful message that the sun will always shine after a big and heavy rain. Okay. Um. Now let's see the, the masculine. Okay, wow. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: The moon. Oh, is that like... Is that... What were the odds of that? The sun and the moon.
0: Um... It means maybe that it didn't get shoveled properly or uh, <laughs> that uh, this is uh, really telling me something here. Okay, the moon. This was also upright. Uh, deception, disillusionment, trickery, error, danger, and disgrace. Jesus. Mm. The moon gives you a message that it is high time for you to rely on your intuition and to listen to your inner self. It signifies that you cannot always control what will happen next. You can change your attitude towards it. This can be done by trusting on your guts and be sensitive enough on what your intuition tells you. In this card, a long and winding road can be seen towards a distant and remote mountain. You are trudging alone in an unknown path, but you are ready to take the risk. You are putting your complete trust in your intuition, believing firmly on the stance that everything is possible if you would just put your faith and positive conviction on it.
1: So how, do you, how do you feel about that one? Um, yes. Yes, right?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, I feel yep. like that that's appropriate. I feel like that fits.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one. And this one is... If the
1: last one was diminished, this one is, is especially uh, significant for you. Then.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Um. All right, and then we have our last card, the fifth card. This is at the center of the cross pattern. This is the true self. Oh, okay. The Six of Pentacles this is also upright. Prosperity, philanthropy, charity, and gifts. The number six is a distinguished number in the suit of Pentacles for a very special reason. It represents simplicity in abundance and fairness in administration of justice. This is best embodied by the golden scale. It's a desire that makes you reflect in great detail whether or not you're distributing your resources equitably. Of course, resources can't just mean money. It can also mean your skill set social connections, and even your personal affection for other people, all of which you share in order to help not just yourself, but the larger world around you.
1: I'm glad that they they had to clarify that it's not just about <laughs> just about money. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, you could be a broke-ass bitch, but you got other stuff. Uh, as such, this card appeals to your desire to help and love for justice, to create a more tolerable world for you and everyone else. You're a person with honest designs and a char- charitable heart. It symbolizes the desire to do more for the common good. In a world that forces you to compete, it can be very difficult to notice the injustices that happen all around you. People not having basic needs. Um, To counteract these, you need to contribute to the world's betterment by sharing your talents and helping others. Not only because it is the moral thing to do, but because it advances you as a person, too. Hmm. Hmm.
1: That's a lot to to live up to there.
0: Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Yeah, it is a lot, but that like also reflects what I got with the Queen of Wands.
1: mm Hmm. Huh. Interesting. It is interesting. I think. I think. Uh, I think it's onto something here. I think it's. I think it's. It's yeah. matching up fairly well. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Hmm.
0: Huh. Well, there you go. That's my uh, Jungian archetype. Okay. Yeah. So, so you had some questions,
1: or I did. Um. Now these were not. About me. These were about like other things. Is that okay if I ask questions about like broader, broader things? It doesn't have to be like a specific. So, do you use like a different set of cards, or is it going to be the same? Or not? Not different set of cards, but a different like. Um, Um, depending on the question, maybe I'll
0: see if I could find a spread that makes sense. All right. Well, Um...
1: these these are these are silly, but okay. So the first one. Is is about the New York Jets? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm feeling as a as a fan of the Jets, I'm feeling a bit optimistic this year. Yeah. But um, that that's something that I've I've i felt before, and I've always been burned. Sure. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe the the cards can tell me, uh, you know if my expectations are are where they should be. Okay. So I was thinking like, what would a reasonable, a reasonable record, you know, Oh, you want a specific. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking like, what would a, a successful season look like for this cursed, um, failure of a, of a football team. Right. Hmm. And so I'm thinking, all right, six wins. Six wins. I'd say okay. six wins would be a good season for the New York Jets. And I'm wondering if the cards can tell me if, if, if that's gonna happen, if that's if that's feasible. Is this how it works? <laughs> um,
0: I'm wondering, yeah, should we do should we just do a simple yes no like we did last time? Sure. Sorry, I had to pick up a card that fell off the floor. I don't know what kind of
1: sign that is. Um You know what? Let's let's roll the dice. Let's make it eight wins. Let's make it five hundred. Eight wins. Five hundred okay. record. They're, no, actually that's not even five hundred anymore, because they're seventeen games now. Right? So it's
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. But anyway,
1: that's that's neither here nor what eight wins. New York Jets, will they get to eight wins this year? Hmm. What do the cards say?
0: Um. All right. There's a bunch of yes nos. Um. Should we do the supporting opposing factors or um getting to a successful outcome?
1: Um. I'd be interested to hear the the supporting and opposing. Like that's basically okay. like what right. needs to happen in order for this to to be achieved, right?
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Let's try that. So eight wins, you're saying?
1: Yes. And eight I wins. and I should okay. I should say, uh, last week during practice, their um, top free agent um, defender is out for the year. So.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So our first card is going to be factors supporting the Jets getting eight wins this year. Yes. This is. An inverted Knight of Wands.
1: Okay, this is our first inverted card, I believe.
0: It is. Knight of Wands, reversed, suspicion, jealousy, (laughs) narrow-mindedness. Oh no. The presence of the Knight of Wands signifies spontaneity, ambition, and unpredictability. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Unpredictability. The creature in this card has the personality of being an initiator and instigator due to the curiosity and intuition that overwhelms him. He constantly makes spontaneous decisions that would often lead to new places, diverse people, and different challenges. If these hurdles are surpassed, success and happiness will not be difficult to achieve. Hmm,
1: okay. Hmm. So, like, they're, it's basically saying... Okay, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. More. Here's
0: the reverse. Here's the reverse. The Knight of Wands card in reverse replies a feeling of frustration and disappointment when faced with an unnecessary, unnecessary delays and hindrances.
1: Oh, this is, like, too good. This is, like, too on the money.
0: Seem to feel lost and misplaced in this journey, and you lack the will and motivation to change your direction towards the right path.
1: I'm actually terrified by how how accurate this is.
0: <laughs> you feel this current situation is futile and pointless, and you can no longer control your pace towards your desired destination. This will make you more unhappy and miserable about life. I don't want to do these cards anymore. <laughs> Furthermore, the reverse position of this card may also indicate impatience and intolerance in a relationship. Wow. Well,
1: I've had a very, very lengthy relationship with the New York Jets, and I'm very impatient.
0: Fear commitment, and there's a lack of difficulty in finding a stable partner, maybe a quarterback perhaps.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: (laughs) You may also lack stability and steadiness, and there's a tendency for you to constantly transfer from one job to another.
1: I thought this was supposed to be like the good one. This is supposed to be like the, what, how you succeed. This is, this is, this, yeah, this is the, this is the evidence to support the chits.
0: Oh, oh shit. Okay. Okay. All
1: right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Um. Now. So the, the only positive I've, I've, <laughs> I've taken from that If you want to call it positive, is that like they're a complete wild card and unpredictable? But hey, it could work out potentially. There's there's some kind of slim
0: chance, yeah. If if something crazy happens, oh man, that is.
1: (laughs) I was not (laughs) expecting it to be so. I think
0: I think it's because you went for eight. I think it's because you went for eight. I know
1: I I reached too far. Um,
0: okay. Here's the factors against. (laughs) Oh God, the inverted Knight of Cups. Okay, The Knight of Cups is traditionally linked to homecoming Arrival and returning to one's spiritual abode Mm -hmm. It stresses the importance of having a clever and smart mind And how powerful it is when it combined with physical strength Oh, okay Okay, now let's go to the reverse
1: Oh, that wasn't the, oh
0: That was just the general aspect about the card Okay While it is good to fairly rely on your emotions and feelings It is nevertheless damaging if you cling too much the Knight of Cups in a reverse position indicates that you have been overly manipulated by how you feel and that your mood and volatility have greatly controlled your thoughts and deeds. You've lost the ability to make the appropriate action, and you hastily jump into false and misleading conclusions. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening.
1: I don't think so. I mean, that that speaks directly to my, um, my, prediction. my, my prediction, my outlook that I have every year. I'm just, like, leading yeah. myself down the, the wrong path.
0: In order to resolve this dilemma, you must balance the use of your emotions with the right amount of logic and intellect.
1: Oh, my. Okay. All
0: right. And our, third, our last card here is, uh, I believe it's what you need to know.
1: I feel like I know everything now. <laughs>
0: what you need to know the most. This is what you need to know the most. Okay. An inverted six of cups.
1: All right. I don't like how every card has been inverted.
0: Yeah, this is uh, reversed friendship, disappointment, and past.
1: Oh, don't talk about the past.
0: The Six of Cups speaks of nostalgia, (laughs) childhood innocence, and the joy of recollecting the past.
1: I was six years old when I went to my first Jets game.
0: (laughs) You have become too attached with the past there's a difficulty in moving on from this phase and you've become too devoted on thinking about it. Oh hundred percent. Your happiness seems to be dependent on your history and it feels impossible for you to detach from these memories. At least one day a week. In, so. in order to move forward it is best for you to view it as an inspiration and not as a habitual addiction. Wow. Always remember that there's nothing wrong with being overly sem- sentimental but do not let this volatile emotion consume your future.
1: I mean, it's a little dramatic, but I, I understand the message. <laughs> like you know, it, it, I'm upset for a few oh. hours every Sunday during the fall. <laughs> like, we don't need to get too carried away here, but I, I do, I do, oh. I do appreciate the warning. Like I, I'll take all this into into consideration. Um, honestly, I'm, glad, I'm oh, glad we did this because uh, you know now I know what to what to expect. Yeah, um, that was that was that was very good. That was. That was very good. That was a good
0: reading, yeah. I don't think we're gonna top anything this week with that. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> Hopefully Zach Wilson was not listening to this.
0: <laughs> Zach, my services are available. Yeah. I will read your cards.
1: I wonder if like part of the, the Joe Namath curse was like him going into a like a psychic and
0: you cannot see nope you're too attached to the past oh
1: that's right i need to break free you're too attached to the past i need to break free
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right uh so it's time for a another new segment um take it away mr bowie
1: (laughs) meme school (laughs)
0: so this is going to be meme school um it's going to be a new segment where uh i try to figure out what the hell is going on with some of these new memes that all these kids are talking about Mm -hmm. because i don't understand most of them now i don't know if you're aware um but the the really bad song from the mid-2000s um airplanes from mr who's this bob featuring Haley williams mm-hmm. um i don't know if you remember this i would i you, would uh,
1: uh i would i have a bit of a problem with you saying it's a very bad song i said pretty bad it's pretty bad well the chorus though the Haley williams part it's catchy as yeah hell. she's fine yeah it's catchy i guess and also it's um, not like to... it's it's i looked it up it's 2010 so it's not as it's I not say? as old as you as you're making it seem
0: that's eleven years ago. True. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I feel I feel like I was hearing this all the time. Not not eleven years ago. I feel like this song stuck around stuck around yeah. for a while. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, anyway.
0: Anyway, um it's it's suddenly popular again. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the children and I just had to point out that there is a lyric in the song that goes, where plane, airplane, sorry, I'm late.
1: Um, which did you, did you check that with the actual lyrics? Yeah. Why did I get it wrong? Possibly.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't mean to step all over your segment. <laughs> did I really get it wrong why what does he say um wait what's the name of the song again airplane <laughs> okay <laughs> what is where, wh- hold on hold on um so no it's so airplane airplane sorry I'm late okay
0: okay it's worse he rhymes airplane with airplane I at least gave him the credit for coming up with
1: where no I don't think I think airplane is worse because that's not even that's nothing just... <laughs>
0: okay so the lyric is airplane airplane sorry I'm late yeah is that much better
1: I'm on my way so don't close that gate <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really bad that's really
1: bad if I don't make that then I'll switch my flight and I'll be right back at it by the end of the night at what Singing these, what? singing these sick lyrics. That's what he's. He'll be back at. All right. What does Bob stand by for? By the way, this was um, nominated for hip hop uh, song of the year at the BET Awards in 2010.
0: That's, that's, that's depressing. There had to have been.
1: Well, it was not. It didn't win. It was just a nomination. Um, what does Bob stand for? Um. I should have done this beforehand. Well, the album is, is, it's from the album B.O.B. presents the adventures of Bobby Ray. Oh, so it just stands for Bob. Probably, yeah. I mean, his name is, yeah. I guess it's like stylized.
0: I just scrolled down to the beliefs section. B.O.B. is an outspoken conspiracy theorist and is noted for his anti-establishment views.
1: Anti-establishment views. Oh, God. Okay, that's pretty vague.
0: He believes that the earth is flat. Oh, <laughs> The 1969 moon landing is fake. 9-11 was an inside job. The world will be taken over by the Illuminati, and celebrity cloning is administered by the U.S. government. Wait a
1: minute. How have you flown in an airplane and still think the world is flat?
0: <laughs> I guess you didn't think you wrote that high up. Um, B.O.B.'s 2016 song, Flatline, alludes to anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, asking his audience to do their research. Oh God! On Holocaust our David Irving, adding that Stalin was way worse than Hitler. That's why Potus gotta wear a, oh God, a kipper.
1: A what? It was a yarmulke. Oh. Wait, the president is wearing a yarmulke. Apparently. Which president? This was twenty sixteen, so
0: it was either Obama or Ob- Obama or Trump. Right. Okay. Oh God, F- Flat Earth Belief. Oh God, he got into a Neil deGrasse Tyson over this.
1: Of course.
0: Released a diss track against Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> titled... <laughs> Wait, he had two songs called Flatline or is it the same song?
1: You're, I guess it's you're, the same you're, song. Asked, you're asking me.
0: I don't know. I just, I just found this one. I was trying to figure out what B.O.B. stood for. It's still a catchy Jesus chorus, though. Christ. Sure. The part of the song that he didn't do. Yes, exactly. In September 2017, B.O.B. sought $200,000 in donations to launch his own satellites to verify the shape of the Earth. <laughs> Shortly after seeking the original $200,000, B.O.B. upped his request to a million dollars to cover the cost of many test-seeking drones, <laughs> weather balloons, and satellites.
1: So this is what he meant by do your own research. <laughs> This is what
0: he meant by uh do the airplanes look like satellites in the night sky? Oh. Holy shit. Okay, anyway. Is he so, going is so, he going to
1: sail out and try to discover new lands next?
0: Maybe. Maybe he's going to get up on a balloon like like you do in Spyro on the PS1 and go to a n- new area. Oh man. Um where playing airplane <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Oh, but yeah, coming no back shit. to the
1: to the meme part of it though.
0: Yeah, okay. So so the song's suddenly popular again. Um and the reason is that it comes from a combined ship between the characters of Mordecai, the bird, from the Cartoon Network children's show, regular show. Mm-hmm. And Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Okay. So, the couple was shipped originally in 2012 in a piece of really uh, poorly drawn fan art depicting the two singing airplanes by B.O.B., the chorus. Can we uh, pretend the airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars? I really wish I had a what was it I really wish I had a wish right now I or whatever whatever I could, whatever the, I could whatever really
1: the, use a wish right now
0: Yeah yeah yeah
1: wish right now wish right now
0: <laughs> Yeah So that 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 was the original thing it was in 2012 um and the the ship is known as Mortitui it just combines their names it's a Brangelina thing
1: you know? Right and this is I
0: have the most up I have the most up to date references. This,
1: this ship has persisted f- till now for like a, almost an entire decade.
0: So, uh, not really. It just sort of spread again in 2019 f- from a TikTok of a dude like singing airplanes again, mm-hmm. and then last year a YouTube video of. Um, doing a mod like combining like the the audio of the song with the poorly drawn fan art went sort of viral last year so then people started redrawing the fan art using the using the song in like their own art style and so that kind of went crazy um and then somebody made like uh, a 3D animation of the of what the what the original drawing was depicting mm-hmm. between the two characters, um, and so the original ship was actually not from this image. It was from a fan fiction um, written slightly before, and that's what created the Twy ship. Right. Um, and so then that like the, the the fan art of the ship blew up on Deviant Art, but what combined uh, the ship and Airplanes was this image that became a meme. Okay. So then it culminated uh, last month, July thirty first. Whenever somebody tweeted, um, th- tweeted the three D animation and said, "I maybe it's good that Haley isn't here to see this." Um, and Haley Williams saw that. <laughs> and quote retweeted it and said, "I really don't get this, guys." Yeah, because why? Because why, why would she? Why? Why the fuck would she? Right? How do you be? How do you begin to explain that? How does and something so then of course like this
1: even catch on? Because it it requires you to to know about these two different like um, franchises. I don't
0: think you. I don't think you need to know all that much. Really. I guess you just have to be of age to have watched regular show and know what My Little Pony is. Okay. Right? I guess so. Like, because obviously we're too old. But why is it funny, though? Because it's a bird and a pony singing a song from 10 years ago. Uh-huh. I
1: don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, so, like... The beauty of the TikTok algorithm is that I've been on the app throughout <laughs> this whole thing and I did not even once come across it.
0: Yeah. So, so you just have literally tens of thousands of people sending Haley Williams these memes because she said she didn't get it.
1: Yeah. And just send her more of them and then she'll understand.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um,. Yeah.
1: It's it's very strange. That is really strange. Um the fact that it would come back up again now. Right. I just don't really <laughs>
0: cuz it's, it's from 2012. Um and apparently the original the original artist of the the crudely drawn meme cuz they drew it whenever they were a child apparently um which explains why it was you know not drawn that all that well um they're like 19 now Mm -hmm. um and so they have like they either have like a patreon or something where they'll they'll take commissions and draw draw your ships in uh that poor art style if you would like i mean that's 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 a really good way yeah it's a good
1: way to spin it for them yeah that's pretty cool
0: um the 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 3d animations are pretty impressive like The fact that people took the time to render this shit
1: seriously yeah
0: I don't even know how Haley Williams would have seen because like they didn't tag her in the but yeah that's uh that's the first meme school (laughs) for for this week terrific because I needed to figure out what the fuck that was about
1: Um, never would have guessed it
0: no no not at all All alright so we've had quiet place 2 in here for like
1: probably like a month yeah
0: and we should probably talk about
1: it we should
0: (laughs) especially because i bothered to watch it
1: um yeah oh i'm so sorry that you bothered and that it was such a a bother for you
0: all right all right um yeah quiet place 2 is a movie Mm -hmm. you're you're much higher on it than i am
1: okay so you want me to uh what do you want me to say? What I thought about it then? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I should start off by saying that I was a big fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. I think you liked it quite a bit too, right? I did. Yeah. Well, did was the, like the only time one. that you saw it was when we saw it in the theater. Yes. Oh. Okay. I
0: had I had downloaded it again with the intention of watching it like as a proper watch, right. and I just never did.
1: We had a we had a rough theater experience with the first quiet place um if you've if you've seen the movie you know that uh it's it's very um quiet it's very quiet (laughs) um it has what I I think is is quite innovative like sound design and sound mixing or whatever you want to call it um like I just I was really impressed with the way they use sounds and silence Mm -hmm. in in the film um and so we saw it in the theater, and what you get in a respectable, with a respect a respectful crowd, is just you get a lot of popcorn chewing. Sure, sure, yeah. you know stuff that you can't avoid. But what we got were a group of uh, teenagers in the in the last row, and they were shouting out all sorts of stuff during the film. Um, I remember one specifically was like a character is giving birth.
0: Yes. In
1: like a bath And I think
0: I, oh that's right. And then uh one of the teens yelled out, is she on her period? Yes. Which which I health class has failed them
1: so tremendously. I know, that's it could not have been more clear what was happening. Um but this teenager had to let that one out for everyone to hear. I guess they thought yeah. they were being funny, and that was just like one of the examples. Like it was a rough time. Yeah. Um. So I actually was able to. I I saw it again in the theater like a month later. Did you? Yeah, I went with my mom, and we. I think we had like a. We had like a deal where it was like you get a free ticket. It was like buy one get one or something. So it's like we well, might as well.
0: I think did we complain and did we get tickets for that? No, that
1: was for Afterwards? a different one. Um, we complained. Oh, that was for Tomb Raider, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Tomb Raider. It was uh, it was at Astro. It was the um, Brad Pitt space movie, it's the Daddy Issues movie.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: there was like all sorts of stuff going on in that showing, um, and then we got free tickets, and then we saw Joker with the free tickets and. <laughs> I honestly would have just, <laughs> I would have rather just not have had the tickets, to be honest.
0: God, that Brad Pitt movie was so fucking forgettable.
1: I, I mean, I liked it. I, uh, it, it, it happened. Yeah. I enjoyed that a good, a good amount. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that not what, true. that's not what this segment's about. It's about a quiet place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't want to get off topic. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I saw first quiet place uh, second time in the theater. It was full redemption. Cause it was like a perfect, perfectly quiet environment. Really great movie. Sure. Um, I think the only, the only issue I had with it was like, it was a bit contrived, especially in one part where it's like a character has a very easy solution, but for some reason doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I know that's probably going to come up again, but doesn't, doesn't know how to implement that solution, even though they should, because they've learned about it, and it's like, oh... And that's just all, all in the service of, like, having a conflict happen. Yeah. Um. So that was, like, the one weakness of, of the first Quiet Place. And I feel like that happens again in the second one.
0: Yes, yes it does.
1: Specifically, I mean, I guess we'll get into spoilers, because it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. But, like, there was... With, with the, the sun in the second movie, there's a, a whole sequence with the sun where he goes outside and his like one job was to say, stay underground and watch the baby, mm-hmm. but he can't help himself and he gets himself into a really sticky situation. And that's like the inciting thing of like everything falling apart after that, you know? yeah it's like oh, they couldn't have they couldn't have come up with anything more clever to to set off the, the sequence of events here you know
0: yeah yeah there was a lot of shit like that in the second one
1: yeah um but on the other hand like there was a lot that i liked about it too um i felt like the opening sequence the whole flashback to just before the um the world went to shit was really effective Really? Yeah. I liked I like that. I like seeing it. I liked the fact that it introduced us to a character that we got later on in the film. Um I I I
0: cannot buy Killian Murphy as like the the southern uh like survivalist. No. No I don't know not at all. It kinda works. Not at all. I thought it kinda worked. No. You know what I really like? Like him in a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah him in a beard is like it just looks it looks ridiculous and him without it is also like he's like in a in like a weird cosplay like it's it, no no
1: okay i mean sure but if you can set that aside though like the one thing i really liked about um that scene where they're on the bleachers and he's like interacting with the family is like he has that moment with the the sign the sign language he's like how do you say this right and then that I did not expect that to be
0: oh come on that was so obvious like Chekhov
1: sign I didn't expect that to come back
0: that was so so obvious
1: really I thought that was just like a little little character building moment that turned into like a cool like callback later on and that worked pretty well for me no that was the whole point of no I know that in retrospect but in in the moment like I thought it, it was pretty pretty cool
0: I just the whole the whole beginning thing, like retcons, like and I, and I'm not trying to be like I don't know, like comic book movie fan or whatever. I mean, it's like, a
1: genre film. I th- I feel like there's overlap in in sort like some of the storytelling like devices they use and stuff like that.
0: Like at the beginning, John Krasinski. Immediately knows that they're going after sound.
1: Um, immediately, is it is it right away? Yes. Doesn't he pick up on something like something one of the monsters does, and he's like he he learns it very quickly. He he just knows immediately. Oh, okay.
0: And it's like, how did you know that? But then, in in the first movie, like he's got that whiteboard and and he like just like the the worst ambient. That was like the dumbest thing in the first movie. Was like he's got written on the whiteboard. It's like, what is their weakness? And it's just got like sound
1: written everywhere. Well, okay, yeah, that, that like was, the worst environmental storytelling. Yeah, but I didn't really take it as that. I just took it as like, okay, there's a terrifying creature flying around, jumping around, and you just don't want to make any noise because you don't want it to know that you're here. Like that's a pretty reasonable response.
0: No, no, he was like trying to be no. He he like knew. It was it was bizarre. Okay. And it was like, "Wait, how do how do you know?" I mean, that's fair. It's fair.
1: Um definitely de- they definitely like uh sort of
0: Because that was such a big thing in the first
1: movie it was. and it's like Yeah, figuring it Wait, out. Wait, how,
0: how Yeah, you you know immediately. It's like takes out so much of the like stakes of the first one Mm -hmm. is that you knew the whole time
1: yeah that's fair but like what I did like about the the whole opening sequence though was like the spectacle of it I thought was directed really well like the way they navigated the the town and, and the action sequences it just felt more like it felt more grand than anything that was in the first movie and I feel like if you're Making yeah, but if you're making a sequel like this, it just uh, spectacle in that in that way makes sense at least to start it out because it's just it's different from what they had in the first movie, you know.
0: Yeah, but it made the it made the parent it made John Krasinski and Emily Blunt like they were action heroes from the start.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that actually. Yeah, that's that is that is the downside of it. I feel like they didn't really fully think that out yeah yeah
0: like i i understand it, it's a sequel you gotta make it you know have some bigger set pieces or whatever mm-hmm. but whenever you do that in a flashback to these characters you know this is this was before shit went down yes but then it's like no you're like acting like superheroes here
1: yeah but then again like i mean you could argue like these are the people that ended up surviving when most others didn't right so it's like we just have like that yeah that intuitive like um, sense of like being able to navigate situations like that
0: um was it bad that i forgot what happened to the their one kid
1: um yeah i mean i <laughs> i wasn't sure which one of them i knew one of them died i thought it was the older one <laughs> turns out it was the younger one yeah. um so yeah no you're I was not like alone
0: wait now. wait 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 wait. i was like where, where was the one kid And i was like oh wait yeah he beefed it and i was like yeah How did he die? And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that that thing
1: happened. His, like, action figure made noise or whatever. Yeah, it was the spaceship. Yeah, very cool scene.
0: Yeah, and I was like, oh, how did I forget that?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like, I I really enjoyed the opening. I did feel like it started losing, like, its urgency around the halfway mark of the movie. There wasn't a lot of, like, momentum to it.
0: I did, I, I, like... Reflexively, like looked at my phone at a certain point, and it was probably the same point, like you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's only a 90 minute film. Yeah, which I felt was like, okay, like you're you're losing me a little bit, a little bit, but they did get me back. Um, I, I liked once the um, daughter, and I'm forgetting the character's name, but she's like the main, I, she's I like the main character at this is. point. Um, yeah, so yeah. she she sets out on like. A journey to reach um, like a radio tower type thing so she can use her hearing piece that is like the way she combats the creatures and she can like
0: mm-hmm.
1: put that onto like the radio and have it like widespread and use that as a tool to like really fight the creatures on like a yeah, larger she can, scale
0: she can create Audio feedback that
1: Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Like it's taking the thing that they learned in the first movie and it's implementing it on like a larger scale, right? Yeah. Like as far as like, you know, plot for this movie goes, like that's not bad. You know, it works.
0: Yeah, as like a goal. As a goal, um, yes. Um But like <sighs> Yeah. The, the 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 force dynamic between Killian Murphy and the girl though was like okay this is the last of us
1: uh no it's not because <laughs> yeah. no i don't think yes. it is i don't yes. think it is because yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> um
0: like it's the same it's like the same it's the same shit it's the
1: it's the same kind of idea not exactly because i think I think she is driving it more than like Ellie ever was in the first in the first video game.
0: But it's the same. It's the same setup. It's the it's the older, grizzled, survivalist who is not your dad. Right. Taking care of the, the spunky young girl.
1: But he's hardly taken care of. It. In the, in the post in the post apocalypse. In fact, if anything, he's like slowing her down for a while because he just doesn't he's like trying to prevent her from reaching her goal you know just at the
0: beginning and then and then immediately he's like okay let's go
1: yeah like, no, like, like I, I, get, I get what you're saying I just feel like it didn't like beyond just the characters being who they are and having that set like it just doesn't doesn't resemble the last of us very much I just beyond that
0: I just don't I just don't know why we
1: needed killian murphy at all that yeah i agree with that um like because because you have him in it and and you sort of like actually set emily blunt aside for a, a good portion of the movie she had nothing to do she really didn't and i figured you know with the way the first movie ended she would be the main character like yeah that felt like but the then- direction they were going
0: but then they realized that they saddled her with a newborn baby. Yes. So she's got to deal with that. But then they were like, oh, okay, well then just give her, give the newborn baby to the other kid for like a half hour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like they, they, they found a solution created, to that they anyway. They created
0: problems. Yeah. Like they have the trunk for the baby, so it's like okay, you can go places.
1: Yeah, Kill, so Killian like, Murphy was pretty unnecessary. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I did really like the confrontation that um, he had with the the boat people, featuring oh, God. <laughs> featuring Scoot McNary. <laughs> Was he in that crowd? (laughs) No, he was like the main... He was like the leader, and he was like the one that he was... Oh, I couldn't... Yeah. I was checked
0: out of that. I was like, oh,
1: God. Well, I mean, that that scene... Here we go. That scene worked for me.
0: We gotta be world-building cannibals. All right. Well, the the reason that scene worked for
1: me was because it took that stereotypical, like, post-apocalyptic confrontation between, like, a group and, like, somebody traveling, right? Like, you've seen that before but in this case they can't talk right so it just like adds like a different dynamic to it and i felt like that was pretty pretty effective Eh. that was really the only scene where the sounds really played like actually elevated things for me like the first movie i loved the sound design and everything and this movie this one they didn't give a shit they just didn't seem to care um, this was really the only instance that I could come up with where I was like, "Oh, that was that was pretty cool what they did with that."
0: They only cared whenever they were in Killian Murphy's bunker, whispering, where I had to turn on subtitles, even though that was the one place they were safe. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, know.
0: I know. That was the only time they cared.
1: the The claustrophobic part of me was I, I was. I like the um, the whole underground setup he had with the uh, the door the furnace furnace that locks from the outside. I'm like that was really that was pretty effective. Yeah, Um, pretty cool like set piece. Um, yeah. So like after that, he he finds like the the others from Lost. Yeah, he finds the whole community on the island. Yeah. And like, so that that kind of like leads into one. I feel like it was kind of a glaring issue. And it's not even just this movie that does it. It's I've seen it happen so many times where it's like if you have people of color on your cast. And I feel like especially in like post-apocalyptic stories, for whatever reason, you just kill them immediately, kill them it's like they 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 do nothing but like they they're in service of the main characters they have like a line or two he's there
0: he's just there to explain he's like yeah we're here exactly and this is our this is our
1: place yeah and it's like and then he just just beefs it yeah and then they just like they 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 die brutally and and that's it and it's like i just i've seen this like the walking dead always had this problem Yeah. Um, yeah. There are other like examples of it. It's just I don't like John Krasinski like have some awareness of this type of thing. I feel like it's a glaring problem. Like am I am I Mm -hmm. am I like making too much of that or? No, no. It was it was obvious. Yeah.
0: I knew I knew I knew he was going to be a goner. Like definitely. And I knew the whole setup was like it was it was too clean. It was like yeah, this is paradise, isn't it? It's like yeah, all right. Yeah yeah it was so it was okay it was so stupid it was so stupid the creature just just chills out on the boat and rides it perfectly to the to the island
1: right right and then it's like okay it's clobbering time and then just gets up like what? You know, it's funny. I have the we have these conversations about like movies and stuff sometimes, where it's like I think I'm I'm high on a film, and then as we talk about it, <laughs> and more then I ruin on, it for you. <laughs> no, it's not even that you're ruining it for me. It's like then we actually go through it, and I'm like, okay, there are some some problems with this. Um, Yeah, this is one of those times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's silly how the creature got there, but I did I did like how everything went to shit in that whole sequence. Um, but then like you, you had mentioned, I think in one of the previous show notes, when we were going to talk about this originally, it is the same ending. It's the exact same ending. Yeah.
0: It's the exact same, except Killian Murphy's just sitting there in bewilderment for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which like in fairness, I don't really know, especially with the goal that the characters had in this movie and where things were heading. How else do you end it? Especially if you're keeping a, a, I don't even know if I would want this, but a, another sequel in mind.
0: Oh, there's definitely going to be a third. Yeah,
1: one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really doubt that too much. They
0: did world building.
1: Mm. There's settlements now. Mm-hmm. They expanded things. Yeah, they they increased the the scope. They did a whole
0: Preston Garvey. A settlement needs your help.
1: So, like with all that said, I don't really know how else you end this movie. To be honest, I don't know but, um...
0: I just... I, I thought you'd come up with something... like, slightly different.
1: Yeah, which they... I mean, they did. Because they... they... they increased the scope of things. <laughs> um... Which is, like, the logical move when you're making a, a sequel like this. Um...
0: I'm talking... No, I'm talking about the very last scene. Oh, you're still... Okay,
1: I thought you just meant, like, the movie as a whole. No, I'm
0: talking about the very last scene.
1: No, yeah, it was It was exactly the same.
0: <laughs> like, come on.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: But it's like, yeah, you expanded the scope, but it's like... Do we really care about... I think that's Pleasantville that's, or whatever. That is
1: the thing holding it back, which is that they they introduce more characters, but no reason to care about them. If they're not just outright, yeah, if they're not just outright dead already.
0: Right. Um, like there's Pleasantville
1: and there's the cannibals. Like, what what does it matter? True. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, like on on a positive note, I felt like the movie, and it was the same thing with the first one. Really good sense of place like throughout the whole thing just like i john crescenzi is a very capable director like that's obvious at this point he's just a very good director and in in yeah. terms of like actual like just the f- like filmmaking from just like the the craft of it right
0: like yeah. if you
1: forget, if you forget all the storytelling issues like the craft is is very good with this he
0: this he movie. needs he needs to work with a writer he needs to definitely definitely like he he he, he had one trick and he did it in the first movie. Yes,
1: that actually so sums it up pretty well. To,
0: yeah, he he needs to he needs to work with a writer. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I did take some notes and expecting to talk about this a few weeks ago. I, I, I one of my notes was like, "Are you kidding me with the feet?"
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah yeah because yeah. this would have
1: been because we we had run into a couple weeks in a row where we had some somehow stumbled into like. Feet discussion <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, no,
0: no, this would have marked yeah. this would
1: have marked like the third time in a row where there's like because there are close up shots of, of, yes, the feet in this movie, and it's yes. just like it's too much. It's too much. There was, was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. And for some yeah, reason, I, I have that for some reason, one. I have not Penny's boats. I'm not sure what that was. I think, I guess that was with the creature on the boat. I don't know there was
0: there was a lot of boat
1: stuff and I was getting lost fives with that community there was
0: the, the yeah there was the one Killy Murphy line where he's like I found a boat uh, so maybe that was that, that might have been it yeah
1: yeah but yeah beyond that I don't have too much to say about it um I liked it while I was watching it but then you kind of examine it more closely and it does have some some issues and it does make me concerned about a third movie if they're if that's what they're doing oh, there's definitely gonna be a third one yeah definitely because like when you like i think the same discussion happened with the last of us which is when you name something a quiet place part two or the last of us part two it's sort of like mm-hmm. it sort of like really in, reinforces that this is not just a sequel but it's like a, a real continuation like an important continuation of the first like a, like an intended second half yes yeah, and like in the case of really both of those things, um, just no, like it—it it, it was something that you did after the facts, right? Because of the success of the first one.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's even more of a comparison because we've talked about The Last of Us off air. Yeah, where uh, they clearly had a story they wanted to tell that might have applied to. Different or newer characters, but they still wanted to use the old cast. Yes, and that's, a, that's that's boiling it down for The Last of Us. Like we could go on forever about The Last of Us, but it seems like that a similar thing happened here, mm-hmm. where they had this old cast that the audience recognizes, um, but then they didn't have anything for them to do. They had nothing for Emily Blunt to do. They didn't have anything else for the other kid to do but they had this story that they wanted to tell about like finding other people and they only allowed um the daughter to have that journey yes um which which um, like is is like fine yeah because like, she that was the best character. clearly the in- yeah like that was the intended story obviously yeah. but then it's like okay like you didn't either want to kill off emily blunt or you know whatever whatever the you know you wanted to have her in there probably for because it's his goddamn wife he wants her in the movie um john Krasinski, i mean right uh,
1: and she's a terrific actor it's just that she yeah, was she's a great under actress. Us- underutilized she
0: had, she had nothing to do right yeah so it's like uh you know what is the what is the what is the purpose hmm
1: um, in fact, like she had so little to do that she was her character by the end was waiting on her daughter, who's in an entirely different part of the city or whatever, to to to, to get her out of the situation she's in.
0: Emily Blunt's character was literally bored. Yeah, she was in the bunker bored. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna go like walk around." Mm-hmm. That was her. That was her plot.
1: Well, no, I think she did have a a reason to leave she she needed to get like supplies or something right something basic like that like maybe oh, yeah. for the for she, the baby or something yeah
0: she went to go get another oxygen tank oh there I you think. go yeah but still but like that was that was literally it yeah that was it that's not a, that's not a narrative right that's a that's a that's a side like, like you know that's a unless you're taking unless
1: you're taking your cues from the walking dead Then otherwise it's a, it's a season-long arc
0: sure of course. But like that's that's nothing for even a ninety-minute movie. Like if you cut out her shit, this movie was an hour long. Mm-hmm.
1: It's true. Yeah. Still, definitely recommend the first last, uh, first <laughs> last of us. The first. Uh, well, that too, but yes, that too. The first, <clears throat> the first Quiet Place. Um, although if you're listening mm-hmm. to this all the way through, you probably either. You've probably had to have seen them, right? Because otherwise, none of this really is. Yeah, yeah I guess. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's yeah. about all I had on it. Um, it is a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It is a movie.
0: Um, speaking of movies, yeah. Green Knight. Uh, do you want to set this one up too?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, the Green mm-hmm. Knight is the latest from, A twenty four. Uh, it was a movie that was supposed to come out. I want to say like the spring of twenty twenty. I think so. Um, but then was held because uh, they wanted to get it out in theaters which they did for a brief period. Um, and then it came out to, uh, VOD last weekend. So we got a chance to see it finally. Um, it's from David Lowry, uh, who you might know from his most recent movie was Robert Redford's final performance. Um, the old man and the gun, I believe is the title of it.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and then the one before that was The Ghost Story, which we uh, should be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, he also made another film uh, called Ain't Them Body Saints, which is like sort of like a a crime, like on the run type film. So he really he's he's very much into like genre films, but sort of like art house genre and sort of like uh taking what your expectations are and sort of flipping them Mm -hmm. you know and that's very much the case with the green knight um which i think is has to be his strongest work to date in my opinion Mm. um just like a absolute stunner of a movie um that's incredible yeah so if you don't know anything about it, it it it's uh it's about king arthur's nephew who goes on a I guess you could, you could call it a hero's journey, but it's very much like a subversion uh, of a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, on Christmas, uh, this green knight comes in on a horse and, and challenges anybody there to uh, to a duel, or or not not a duel so much as like a he offers them just like a free strike to take yeah. to take at him.
0: Take a take a shot. Take a
1: shot. Uh, gets down on one knee and just just give it your best shot. And, um, but the
0: only, but the only stipulation is whatever you give me,
1: I'll give back to you in a year. Right. And so like at this point, if we're going to talk about this movie, I think we have to also get into spoilers. So like at this moment, um, I want to mention, you know,
0: well, okay. So I don't believe that like (laughs) this is a, a, originally a fucking poem in middle English alright it's Gowan and the Green Knight in middle English Yes. so spoilers for a poem that is so fucking old Uh,
1: (laughs) like sure but I didn't I did not know the poem going into the movie though and I feel like that's going to be the case with a lot of people sure right so but, but it's like no I know what you're saying I just mean like in, in the case of, like, specific plot points of this movie, like, if you haven't seen it yet, which is a good chance you haven't, because it just came out a week ago, or two weeks, I guess, when this podcast comes out, like, just just a heads up that we're going to discuss some details.
0: Yeah, but I think, okay, so, like, I I know the plot of the poem. Like, I studied the poem in college. Well, not everybody has so a
1: fancy English degree.
0: I but No, I, obviously, but, like, so here's my point, is that spoilers will not impact your like viewing of this movie there aren't oh is that all you were trying there aren't to really
1: say? yeah there are Sorry. no there
0: are no really spoilers for this movie no, no totally. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter for it is my actual point yes so um don't let our discussion prevent you from even though we are talking about the plot of the movie the plot is sort of secondary secondary to what this is yeah
1: um no that that's that's because very true.
0: because it's because it's a it's it's an adaptation of um a piece of art that is so goddamn old that it doesn't matter and it's part of a a history of oral tradition that it's supposed to be retold over and over and over and over again um it's a fairy tale basically so like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you know the 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 very simplistic plot beats Mm -hmm. is my point
1: okay yeah that's that's a good thing to point out um it's very true. I feel like that's, like, any good fiction should be spoiler-proof to a degree. Yeah. Because, like, if anything is like, oh, well, you ruin ruined that now because I know this thing that happens, well, then maybe it didn't hold up on its own to begin with, right? Sure. But it's
0: just, like, like spoiler culture has, like, just kind of soured a lot of people's ability to properly talk about media in in any kind of like meaningful way mm-hmm. but it's like it's like saying like oh you can't sp- like spoilers for romeo and juliet like like you know what i mean yes yeah it's like it's so it, this is so classic this is so old it's, it was written in middle english it's it's something that it's it's, it's written in a dead language mm-hmm like come come on come on right uh
1: yeah so okay so somebody who studied the the poem I think maybe you should go into what you thought about this adaptation because you know more about like the background everything than I do
0: yeah calling it a subversion is pretty apt in the way that the original poem is part of a uh tradition of it being like a romance and but it being a romance means something different for the time that it was written um it was written in a tradition of stories about uh arthurian legend where knights had to be these pious and virtuous uh men who had to resist temptation And sort of be these uh, uh, sort of valorant Christians, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because they were they were they were knights not only of uh, King Arthur, but they were knights of God. Right. Right. Uh, So that's sort of what the story is about. It's 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 a fable about like resisting temptation. And um, so the way in which this adaptation um plays with that uh very well because like the, the original is like so basic because it's something that you would tell children and you would tell in order to impart a very obvious moral mm-hmm. um about how you, like oh knights are not supposed to lie and you know knights are supposed to um you know keep their virginity you know right like basically like shit like so that so were there less beheadings um, in, the, in the poem uh no, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh the, the basic plot is essentially the same. Oh, okay. Cuz based on what you're it's, saying, it's, I was
1: thinking um maybe some some things were added in that regard, but
0: No, 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 no. Um it's also so uh the original poem is also part of a tradition of um they call them like beheading games and there are lots of poems and stories that are about like these sort of games where somebody's like hey try to chop my head off oh damn like th- there 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 are there are a bunch of them and um gowan and the green knight is uh just probably the most famous example okay i suppose um of one of these stories um so it's just, just sort of like the oral tradition where people would um, twist the stories and make their own and whether it's all like kind of the same story and they would just add bits and pieces where they wanted to impart their own moral or whatever. Um, that, yeah, there, there are lots of poems and things that are just like part of a genre of like beheading games. Um, so yeah, no, the original is uh, has just as much beheading. This is
1: fascinating because I like don't have any of this background I didn't have any of this background going into the film and so the only thing mm-hmm. I really had to compare it to was just like the typical hero's journey right and what it was mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. what it was doing like in contrast to that um yeah but yeah this is like all this stuff I had no idea
0: yeah um so like there uh the poem itself like it's basic plot is like it's like I said it's it's very obvious because it wants to impart it's its moral and its story to you. Um, so there are some things that the like the movie almost expects you to know this sort of thing. Um, so there are uh like I, I believe in most translations of the original, um they just make it obvious that uh that everything is sort of done by Morgan LeFay. Mm-hmm. Um, and' like she's pulling all these tricks and that sort of thing like in the original um Morgan Le Fay is basically like she turns into all the characters that Gowan interacts with mm, okay um and so she's the green knight um and so like the movie sort of takes a step back and um like there's like this coven of witches um and i don't i don't know if originally Gowan is king arthur's nephew he might just be like a knight just someone who happened to Um, be
1: selected on that day
0: uh he it wasn't like he was random he like chose to do it it. um yeah and i don't i don't know if it was christmas i think it just might have been a feast
1: okay so there.
0: so there are details like that um that the movie sort of you know imparts um, and it, like, like in the, in the, uh, in the poem, he is a knight in the movie. He is not a knight yes. yet. Yeah. Um, which is a, sort of a major detail that the, the movie adds. Definitely. So there 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 are things like that, you know,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Cause the, just the, the basic, difference between him being a knight, and not being a knight is so important to the, the character in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so so there are details like that um but yeah it, it the, the movie totally subverts the uh um you know like this is Gowan has to be this upstanding you know virtuous uh because 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 in the in the in the poem he's resisting all these temptations right you know the 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 lord's wife um in the in the movie you know how he says like i'm going to go hunt and everything i bring back you have to give me what you received mm-hmm. right so that that happens in the poem as well um but every day gowan is receiving uh like he's resisting but he's still receiving kisses from the wife mm-hmm. and so in order to be uh virtuous every day gowan returns kisses to the husband the lord oh
1: man and the way they turn that around yeah. And and she' yeah. okay. So the, I appreciate that whole thing even more now.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um but at the same time, like by the end of the movie, Gowan is still like he has still done his duty as this virtuous man. He has he has received what he's like meant to receive in the game. Like he's he has completed the game. Even though he's sort of um gone through this whole thing of like kind of being a scumbag right Mm -hmm. um compared to what he's meant to be as a knight um there he is he's there he he's holding up his end of the bargain he's ready to take the blow finally Mm -hmm. um so it's it the movie subverts but then it's still at the same time as like it comes back around to okay he has he has had this growth um the whole the whole way through right um like 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 in the poem um i believe he flinches once whenever he's about to uh
1: receive the blow yeah um no yeah i mean in the film he is essentially he's he's clueless he doesn't know what he's doing throughout yeah. like this entire yeah. journey um and you know the ending is of course much much bleaker than <laughs> i'm sure the message that the poem is is giving out right
0: uh n- no i'd i'd say it's still it's still the same it's just the um the way that like the the path that gowan takes to get there is just different well how right? do you how do you inter- i
1: guess how do you interpret the ending of, of the movie
0: i interpret the ending as all right, Gowan realized like this is, this is what he has to do. He still has to hold up his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it means to be a knight, is that he can't he can't shy away from this.
1: Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So in that sense, it's like he is still fulfilling. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's what I see.
1: Um, well, what are the what are the uh, consequences of of him finishing the game in the poem? Is there like any aftermath to that?
0: Um Does he like return think,
1: as, as like a, a noble like knight now or like what's what's the deal there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh uh Morgan LeFay uh transforms out of the Green Knight into, you know, however she presents herself and it's basically like well done, he gets a pat on the shoulder. I think he actually gets nicked mm-hmm. by the Green Knight rather than him just like not doing it. Um so and so, and everyone's like oh morgan you you wily witch yeah and that's kind of
1: that's kind of it so then the similarity is where, where things stayed the same here is is him coming to his conclusion of what he has to do right but like the mm-hmm. difference i think and and tell me if i'm wrong is like i guess the the movie or the the way that the movie um, views like his journey not not how the character views his journey but the way the movie does and like what was the point of it and what's the point of like anything (laughs) it's almost like nihilism in a way yeah. Right, and I feel like that that couldn't have been part of this children's story, right? It's not the end. Is like you do this thing, and there really was no purpose or meaning to it. Only what you thought it would be, and oh, it, it's it's not what you thought it would be, and the alternative is is not any better. So you might as well just do it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: Yeah. So in that way, I think it's a lot um, more bleak, and it's it's a much much darker ending to to Lowry's interpretation.
0: Yeah I suppose like he has the conversation with the Lord and um, He's trying to like figure Out like He's basically talking about the purpose of it The Lord's asking like he's like So like what do you Hope to get out of this Mm -hmm. and he's basically Like "Um, Honor right and The Lord is like So you'll do this thing Go back And you will be honorable because of it Mm -hmm. And he's like yes right and so like that's just that's just that's just a commentary on the whole genre of this tale it's like oh just because you do a thing yeah
1: it's like what is honorable about this what is honor what does any of it matter yeah it it doesn't it turns out you know mm-hmm. um which I, I just really appreciated that i thought that was like a great a great conclusion to it and it was in line with everything that he was doing throughout the journey, because like every turn, it, it really just like plays with your expectations of like what's going to happen. Like they have this this long take of like him setting off on his horse with like just like the beautiful like landscape behind him. And he's going on this great journey. And like five minutes later, he's just like bound up because of like some kids he ran into. and He's like completely yeah. helpless. <laughs> And he's, he's yeah hey, the,
0: the shit the shithead kid from Killing of a Sacred Deer yeah
1: who by the way um, I just saw an article about him he like was the victim of an assault
0: yeah somebody like assaulted him outside he was like staying at a hotel yeah
1: and he was hospitalized yeah. and he apparently uh, suffered some facial injuries um so I I hope everything's okay for him because uh, that that was
0: yeah because he's He's fucking fantastic. Oh, I know with, he's, like, he's everything. He's brilliant
1: in everything that he's in. Um, so that that was, that was a shitty um, story to read, but um, yeah, but yeah. So it's like you know your expectations of going on this journey, and then the first encounter is like you just failing completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the way that Lowry plays with like, and we'll see this next week with the ghost story, the the passage of time, and like how like his characters passing through time and how that affects them and and all that like the 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 scene one scene that really stuck with me was the one where he's bound up and you have the slow pan like the 360 pan around the forest Good. and you come back to just the the skull like the skull Mm -hmm. of this person laying there just like such a terrific piece of like foreshadowing and oh it was just so good yeah but yes, yeah, so like you have that, and then you have like the encounter with the um, spirit in the like cabin that he comes across, and the way that mm-hmm. plays out, and like the there is like a moment of like comedic relief, like very dark comedic relief in that, which I don't even know if I got like the character motivation right here, but it's like, so he's talking to the spirit who is no, you know not a person, no longer alive. He realizes that it's a spirit. And that is from somebody who... This woman who has lost her head because she's been like... Terrible things have happened to her, right? I won't go into specifics Mm -hmm. because we really don't need to. Um, But terrible things have happened to her. She's lost her head. She wants him to like retrieve it for her at the bottom of this river or lake. And he's like... He turns to her he's like, well, what do I get in exchange? Yeah. And is that like because he was just like ripped off by these stupid kids and he's like got this idea now that like he needs to gain something for, like he needs to like gain like some pride back so he's like asking the spirit what do I get in exchange and so she looks at him and she's like why would you ever ask me that question
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 like, like why would you
1: you just heard about what I went through why would you ever ask me that it, it's
0: part of the tradition of um, like y- you know at the beginning where um, Arthur asks him he's like tell me a tale about yourself mm-hmm. and he's like I don't fucking have any dude right you know and so like he's just surrounded by all these knights with all these deeds and he's like doing something for the fair maiden and she gives you a token yeah you know yeah and so he's just like all right well are you what are you going to give me if I do this she's like why the hell would i give that, that it's just a subversion of that whole thing and he's like well shit i guess i should do it but then he's like but like he doesn't even realize at that moment this could be something that does give him like this is an honorable thing yeah, you know he's just, just doing something for the sake of it mm-hmm. he's so but he's he so tied down
1: by the tradition and what he's known yeah wow yeah it's such a smart movie so
0: yeah it really is yeah um because it's, it's even the same thing like whenever um He realizes that she's a Spirit and then he reaches out to touch her And then she's like Like Knight are you Really about to touch a maid like you know like something She says something along those lines yes. And he's like ah oh, shit I, you yeah. know It's like he's it's like he, he, he doesn't even He doesn't even think that way because that's not Really who he is
1: I know and it's an Easy character to root for because he's well Intentioned and you just know that he's held back By what he knows and what he's learned and and also just like simply being human you know yeah yes yeah. you're 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 not a knight you're not like this like you know you're not put up on a pedestal like you're not like this like perfect example of like nobility or whatever you're just just a person just to do trying to navigate this situation where you really don't know what's going on and yeah, you don't and know what like the, the kids
0: rob him, the kids rob him, and like are you a knight? And he's like, no, I'm really not. And he's like, ah, oh, you fucking look like one. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Like, but but he's, t- he's telling the truth. He's not a knight. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, what are they going to do? He's got he's got a shiny shield, you know, with the Virgin Mary on it. Yep. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> oh, you look a lot like a knight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because this kid has heard the stories, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so good, and it's like, I just I just love the fact that David Lowry was able to make a movie like this.
0: mm Hmm. mm Hmm.
1: You know, because like with, you know, it utilizes like CGI and it's it's an epic fantasy. Right. And it's, it's from a very, like art house director, and I just feel like this is mm-hmm. not something we get very often. Um. No.
0: Yeah. Like. I think the last thing that sort of made me you know it reminded me a lot of like early Del Toro with like um I guess Pan's Labyrinth you know Mm -hmm. like just like the like the smaller scale sort of um epic wonder of certain moments just just like just like the design of the night itself um because because like like the poem it just says oh a green night whatever that means it just says a green knight, right. you know, does he, does he look like Shrek? Like it, 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 it doesn't explain. <laughs> right. It just says a green knight, and, and the listener can take that to mean whatever they think it means. It could just mean that, you know, it's just weird because people aren't green. He just has green skin, you know, like, and so to take that and just be this, um, this being made out of moss and bark. You know, um, it, it's yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a
1: visually stunning movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like for all the talk about like old poetry and like all that stuff, like it's just it's also an incredibly entertaining and engaging movie. You
0: mm-hmm, know. Hmm.
1: Um. Oh yeah, it absolutely. just like works on every level. Yep. And it's also my new favorite Christmas movie. And I think it's going to be like a new. It's going to be a new tradition <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, because I love I love things set during Christmas. I don't know why mm-hmm. I just do, especially things that that aren't actually Christmas. Exactly, movies. Yeah, that's the distinction. Like things that aren't yeah. actually Christmas movies, and things that are like darker and 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 like actually take mm-hmm. advantage of like. And this, you know, Christmas was much different in me- medieval times than it is now. So it's not the best example, but it like takes the Christmas. Like spirit and just like but you're you're dealing with like really heavy shit and it, it just like amplifies it
0: no right yeah like that means something that is like a holy day it is the birth of Christ it's not you know yes yeah
1: like um, the final season of Mr. Robot was like just incredible Um, for many yes, reasons yeah, but yeah. also because of its Christmas setting yeah. it just elevated the whole thing yeah so yeah, I'll be watching this in, in December for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people are listening to, um, like these full longer shows. If that is something that people enjoy, then obviously we can talk for fucking ever. So um, <laughs> yeah, because like I'm I'm that that I'm just worried that the shows are too long, and so that's why I sort of you know.
1: I know, like I try to think about um, what I prefer from a podcast that I'm listening to, and I I was thinking about this. I'm like i guess maybe like an hour 15 hour 20 ish somewhere in that somewhere in that yeah uh, in that area depending on like what the show is and what what they're taught like what the topics are and stuff like that but yeah like it depends
0: um yeah so if people stick around this long and they're like okay with that then obviously you know we can do that but I, i do try to keep it as short as possible um just for you know listening convenience um but if people are fine with it then you know uh we'll oblige but um yeah happily yeah yeah let us know uh video at co or you can just tweet at my dumbass. um yeah so i guess that's gonna do it for us um uh, this was this was a good one i think this is a good show i think so too um yeah um next week i think uh i'll have some uh dating is dead stuff uh I did hear that uh, the Latin cat got some, got some good, got some good feedback on that one. So, okay. Uh, Look forward to that. Thank you to, thank you to people that check that out. So yeah, uh, you can follow me everywhere at Dead End Road, Facebook.com/slashDeadEndRoadTV, twitchtv TV uh, YouTube search Dead End Road TV. If you want to give us a subscription over there, if we get a hundred, I can have a custom url so i can read that off nice and clean that would be pretty cool yeah i don't think i have any other reminders this week
1: Uh, just uh watch a ghost story if you're interested in that
0: yeah ghost story we're gonna be talking about that next week uh and dating is dead and uh see what else we can dig up um maybe another tarot session we'll see if time permits um yeah thank you for tuning in really appreciate it we will see you in the next one